right, greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three broads discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends, usually. But today, one of them is on vacation still, having a good time, so it is just Katie and myself. So Katie, what's going on? Hello, it's the Virgo Cancer Power combined today the power twins are running the the show the wonder twins are here (laughs) we self-proclaim ourselves the wonder twins yes (laughs) just in case anybody was wondering but yeah but so it's uh katie and i today christina is on vacation so uh she'll be back next week we'll get her thoughts on the latest episode of loki but until then Wow, we got a lot to talk about. So let's let's just dive into it, Katie. Um, Heck yeah! Overall thoughts. I'm gonna get you first. I really want to hear oh. your overall thoughts on this episode because, man, they're setting some stuff up for that finale, and we really don't know what's gonna happen, in my opinion. So what what's your overall thoughts? What was your kind of like big moments or anything like that that stuck out with you? Oh, there's so many. Um, I mean, right away. We got gigantic buckets of exposition dumped on us, right? Like we <laughs> we knew the whole story from the TVA and from uh, the void at the same time. Like I love the way that they did that uh, and and just really just got right to the point and explained everything for us so that this episode could unfold in its wonderful, wacky way that it did. There are a lot of really great moments, and a lot of stuff is really being telegraphed for us i would say uh even though you know we all of us have been saying like we have no idea what's happening we have no idea what's going on this is such uncharted territory and it's so exciting but also um i feel like they're dropping enough clues that we can kind of talk i mean you and i have talked offline but i think we can kind of guess where they might be heading with everything um I don't know, man. Miss Minutes was the kind of the sleeper surprise for me. She's sentient. <laughs> she really was. Yeah, she's like a sentient being. She's not just a fun cartoon character. So that was kind of cool. Um, and of course, you know, the, the, the way that everything unfolded in the void was really fun. Uh, I love the, the Spider-Man, the multiple Spider-Man meme. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like, each Spider-Man has a Loki. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen that one. That's, that's <laughs> and, a good one. That's a really and then good 2012 one. Loki is like holding his, it's, it's Spider-Man, like holding his head like crazy. It's really funny. We'll have to, I'll have to retweet that from the, from the yeah, 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 Geek yeah. Bronze Pod Twitter. But um, yeah, that, all the Lokis were so fun. Uh, the Void itself had a lot of really fun Easter eggy kind of interesting things. Uh, and as you know, I did. I did research. <laughs> We're not. Um, we. I haven't read the comic books. I know Christina says she's not really hasn't really read comic books either. But um, and I don't know. Have you met, read any of the comics? Not really. Like I mean, okay. I I talked to our mutual friend who's uh-huh. very he, he's knee deep in it. So if I need some reference, I usually talk to him. But yeah. I'm not a hardcore. Right. I'm not a hardcore comic book for Marvel. Got so it. this is all new to me too. So I, I'm going off of base what's the MCU I know, but the comics I don't have any reference to. Yeah, that's same for me. And so, which is why 
I love that Wikipedia and fan Wikipedias and all of these things are out on the internet to explain things to me like I'm five. So, um, yeah, and I'm speaking specifically of King Conquer and understanding who he is, where he came from, what his motivations are, uh, because I think I think uh, that might be that might be the end game for us on this on this um, series. Yeah, that well, we're going to talk about that because I know you did some really good research and you have some stuff to bring up, which is cool. Um, for me, overall, I liked the episode. It was kind of a good before the finale, setting things up. Again, exposition through and through. You know, we find out we're in the void, which is basically the end of time, where supposedly whoever's running this timeline, this whole thing... Is kind of controlling it. So everything that gets pruned or anything that obviously like a timeline gets, you know, changed or whatever, everything goes to this void. So there's a shit ton of Lokis, which is really, really funny. So seeing all of them was really cool. Seeing our Loki kind of like, like you're saying from that, <laughs> very reminiscent of that Spider-Man meme where he's just like, what the hell what are we doing here? So, and then it was interesting that none of the other Lokis have ever seen another female Loki. So that to me is very interesting. Um, and then, you know, again, like classic Loki, Richard E. Grant was amazing. I loved him. The kid Loki, alligator Loki, so much good stuff. And, you know, I, I think it's setting us up to see, and setting this up for, I think, the next phase of the of the MCU, which we've talked about before. But visually, it was really cool. The Void was really interesting. The um, Elioth, that character, is a really deep cut, apparently, in the MCU. He has connections to King the Conqueror and Ravona. So, again, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that they're dropping that hint that, you know, Kang is maybe behind all this and all that. The Easter eggs were crazy. I mean, I have to watch this again. I've watched it twice. I got to watch it again because there were so many Easter eggs. I mean, there was Frog Thor. There was Mjolnir. There was a Ronin ship. There was a UFO. There was, you know, um, pyramids. There was a bunch of stuff going on. In the USS boy. Eldridge was kind of a weird <laughs> insert. <laughs> Very random. You, yeah. Do you know that? Do you know about the the Philadelphia experiment? I don't. I somebody. I was okay. watching a reaction and they were explaining it to me, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know, but go if you know it, go ahead and explain yeah. it. I looked it up before so that I don't go off half cock like I have before on the on this here podcast. <laughs> but um, just to make sure that I had my facts right. But yeah, it basically it's a it was a World War II ship, and there was a conspiracy theory that um, the government was experimenting with radar technology to be able to turn the ship invisible and teleport it and um, do all of these like crazy science fiction-y technology kind of things. And the uh, sailors apparently who served on that ship like came back all like brain damaged, mentally damaged. There was rumors that some of the sailors were fused to the ship after all of these experiments. And so anyway, that that's kind of where that was. But when I saw that USS Eldridge, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I had to go and of course look it up and make sure I was remembering that name right. But yeah, that was a cool um that was a very cool insert of of all of the crazy, crazy things in the 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 time dump. 
Right. I mean, it pretty much is like a, is what that whole void is. And again, that was kind of cool that they, they brought earlier in the show with the um, DW. I can't remember that, that whole, the guy that. DB Cooper. DB Cooper. So that's not murder people. Right. Right. (laughs) And that was cool that they, again, they kind of bring in like a historical thing and they kind of put it in the show. So again, a lot of cool stuff, but again, a lot of exposition that we talked about. Um, Loki and Sylvie, really good dialogue between them, really good moments. Um, Mobius comes back, so that was cool. So now we know that Mobius is going back to the TVA, and as he told Loki, he's going to burn it down. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun, man. This finale is going to be absolutely insane. I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. I think we, you know, there's a lot of ways that this show could go for the finale. So, but yeah, overall, this is this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the series, uh, hands down. So let's. Let, I want to dive into Ravona real quick, and I want to get your thoughts because in this episode, she seems like she knows more than she's even telling maybe even Miss Minutes or even telling that we find out um, B B fifteen was still alive when she was talking to her. So there's just some shady stuff going on with her. What are your thoughts on her? Where do you think, what do you, what do you think is her true kind of what she wants in the end? Do you think it's just she wants to know who's really running the TVA or do you think there's more, more to it? You know, when she said at the beginning of the episode, I was just as surprised as you were. And I don't know who is really behind this at all. I thought it was just the timekeepers. I was like, man, I don't believe that. I really don't believe that you were that surprised. Um, However, uh, towards the end of the episode, when she is again consulting with Miss Minutes and says, I want you to, you know, bring me all of the files from the beginning of time and the creation of the TVA, like, okay, why would you need that if you kind of know what's going on in the background? So I'm a little torn on her. Um, However, I've, we've seen, you know, that that minds are being manipulated in this show. Uh, people's memories are being wiped. There's some men in black memory wipe shit happening. <laughs> and I think uh, I, I think that perhaps she knows, perhaps she has forgotten that she knows or that information has been taken out of her brain. Um and I, and I think, you know, kind of approaching it from that angle, I think would align with who she is and who she is with relation to Kang the Conqueror in the comic books. That's kind of where, that's kind of where I'm leaning now. Like I know she's been manipulated um, as well, but I think that like there, there's going to be a key, there, something is going to unlock that and she's going to figure it out. Yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, like when she was talking to Sylvie in the beginning, she kind of gave this like I'm with you type of responses and everything like that. But obviously we know she was kind of delaying to get other um, Minutemen there to get Sylvie. So it was I don't obviously I don't trust her. Nobody trusts her now. But I don't know if she really doesn't know who's behind this whole thing. I, I got a feeling she does know. She knows more than 
more than she's giving off, but maybe not the whole story. Because it's interesting, like you said, that she wants to see from the beginning. So maybe she really wants to see what started this whole thing because she knows who's running it, but why did it? I, I mean, again, you really don't know her motivation. So it's it's really no. interesting. You know, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see like what her what her objective is now, because for me, I just get the sense that she has kind of known what's going on. But now she's giving the she's giving the idea that she doesn't. So like when B-52 told her, like, you know, the timekeepers are crap. B-52. B- yeah, B-52. B-15. 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 It's a good band. Look them up. It is a, it's a great band. The Rock Lobster band. told her told her exactly. about it. The variants, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> she, you know, it's just how she was talking to B-15. Like, it just gave me weird vibes. Like, so she knows, you know, she told her, like, listen, the timekeepers are crap. You saw it. And Ravona's whole answer was like, yeah, so what? That doesn't matter. We still have to keep this going. So it's like, I don't know. What does she want the power? Or she just wants to know what's going on. You know, because it was interesting that when B-15 told her, like, you know, Sylvie needs this. You just want this. Mm -hmm. It's two different things. So, you know, her whole motivation is very interesting. You know, I and I think, like you said, I think it does connect to Kang probably most likely. You know, because I think that just the, the just just the hints and just what we know from the comics. Now, I know you did some research. For Kang, so what What do you know as far as those two together, Kang and Ravona? Obviously, their relationship goes back, I, I believe, right? So what, yeah. what, did you, what did you find out? So his whole motivation mm-hmm. is he wants to control all of history and all of time. And the kind of event that makes that happen, his future world in the 31st, yeah, 31st century, um, is dying and so he uh he that's why he's going back in time and trying to um manipulate things to i don't know if he's trying to change the course of history but he wants basically wants to try and get the power um in a earth that is not dying so uh but as far as kang and Ravona. He falls for, she's a princess. They're both from the future. He falls for her and um, she doesn't feel the same way. But also he puts her body in stasis. Okay. Uh, they're, they're after, they're, after the big battle with the Avengers, he puts her body in stasis. So maybe this is a, maybe this is her stasis. That'd be interesting. Um, That'd be very that would interesting. be interesting. Uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe the mind the mind manipulation that she's undergoing because I'm convinced that she is like I the, the way that she seems like she knows more than she really does is just and and the way that we've seen other characters' minds being manipulated. I think that there's a little bit of that going on, and I I wouldn't put it past this Kang because that's part of that's part of the things that he does. He's he's also a trickster and kind of like. Loki is so yeah I mean it, it, the signs do kind of point that he's kind of behind this whole thing but I, I just feel I mean it'd be it'd be a a smart a smart choice by 
Marvel to kind of maybe introduce him in this series and then, you know, him be this whole behind the scenes guy eventually because we know he's going to show up in Ant-Man and the uh, Wasp and the Quantumania. So do we, I wonder, I guess my whole thing, because I kind of go back and forth because my idea of, you know, I've talked, we've talked about him being kind of the, the end thing for this series. But I wonder if they would maybe keep it a little more in the show and have this, the, the, the man behind the curtain is actually another variant of Loki. You know, the Loki that actually won and finally, you know, took over the timeline and is running this whole show. I think that would be an interesting kind of battling himself because that's what we kind of get in this last episode. You know, with all these different Lokis, because I kind of want to talk about them real quick, too. Like, all those different Lokis were really, really obviously interesting. I mean, vastly different from each other. You know, but they all, you know, they were all backstabbing just like a Loki would. And, you know, our Loki was just like, kind of like we talked about earlier, like, come on, dude, we, this is, this is not what we need to be doing. There's a bigger, bigger story. And even kid Loki was like, yeah, you're different. I mean, he even kind of said that. So, you know, it was interesting that our Loki and then classic Loki and then the kid Loki and alligator Loki all kind of left that whole like, you know, Loki fight. And then it was like those three or four alligator Loki kind of understood what was going on, you know, and then obviously seeing classic Loki build Asgard, that was an amazing shot. And it just proves that you know, that Loki does have some power. And he, I think even our Loki said, like, you know, we, we, I think we have more power than we realize. He says that to um, Sylvie. So it's very interesting to kind of see, like, this entire, it seems like the entire void is filled with a bunch of Lokis. So that, again, that leads me to say that, you know, why would that, why would the void be filled with a bunch of Lokis if the guy behind the curtain is a Loki and he knows that he needs to kind of like, you know, prune his, other selves just so he can stay on top i mean that's just my idea i do i do kind of go like i said i go back and forth with this whole kang you know it could be kang it could be another variant loki that's where i'm at with it so i want to throw it to you katie what kind of your overall thoughts on the lokis that we got and then this idea of maybe it is another variant loki behind the curtain or do you kind of do you really feel that the signs are really pointing more to Kang than anything. Yeah, I, I kind of do feel like they are telegraphing Kang really, really hard. I mean, they keep, you know, they, 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 now that I've researched and and looking back at it, it would make sense because he's a, I mean, he's a time traveler. Like this, and this whole series has been about time and the manipulation and all of these things. But I really like your idea that there might be another variant out there uh, who is wanting to cause a little bit more havoc than the rest of them. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that there was a lot of, I'm, I'm going to be on the, on the therapist couch again a little bit, I, which I tend to do on, the, on this podcast and especially with this show, but the self like self reflection and self, um, battle 
that is going on or was going on in this episode was so interesting. Richard, okay, Richard E. Grant made me laugh the most out of anything yeah, in me this. Too. Me too. Oh my gosh, he, classic Loki was so great. I mean, when he, you know, when Loki landed and was like, "Where am I? Who are you?" Oh, you know, <laughs> Richard E. Grant was like, uh, "We're in the void. That's Elioth, and we need to go right now." You know, he just was picking right up um, with the banter and being being fun and spunky um him telling his story was really kind of it was really kind of tragic you know and also divulging his powers of being able to conjure these um these things and and he was that's how he was able to get away he hid as a pile of debris and thanos killed an illusion basically and you know but but a lot of his he had moments throughout the episode where he was being very self-reflective right and it was i felt a very wise choice to have an older wiser loki be the one who was giving all of these little nuggets of self-reflection and you know this this is who we are we're always we're always fighting we're always you know we're the um we're the god of outcasts and you know, we're, we're always going to be fighting and, and cutthroat and trying to, you know, destroy each other just for power. Uh, and one of the things that he said was we're broken every version of ourselves forever. And then kid Loki had chimed in at the same time. As soon as we try to be better, the TVA comes in and messes it up, which like, okay. (laughs) It made me, it made me really, um, really kind of sad. And, a little bit emotional just of, of, of thinking of all of these different versions of oneself. Right. And that like, what kind of you, every version of yourself you see is broken. And every time you try and make yourself better, some outside force comes in and, and puts you back in your place. Like you're supposed to be broken. That's your destiny. Like, ugh, what is that? <laughs> really kind of sad but also really smart like again having having the older wiser loki be the one to kind of impart all of this knowledge and then of course at the end be the one to use this incredible power that he has to cause the distraction and be the reason that loki and sylvie could kind of get their get their light as a feather stiff as, as a board like power circle together and get and get uh enchant the um Elioth at the end. So yeah, that he was definitely a standout for me. He was my fave. Um the I bet the costuming department had a blast coming up with all of the different versions of Loki. I mean there was the one President Loki was great and I remember seeing him from the trailers, but the uh the one is like he's like wearing like a demolition derby helmet with these janky like Mad Max horns. It was it was really fun and um I'm glad that we got those little fun moments to kind of balance out you know some of the some of the heavier conversations <laughs> in in the rest of the show. Um, one thing about Elioth that I noticed we've talked about. I mean, I wish Christina was here because I know she she really notices these things uh, too, just with the production design and the and the colors that are chosen and all of these things. But Elioth was very purple. 
Uh, if you'll think back to Agatha Harkness, she was also very purple. And that to me was just, it was something I noticed this, this episode, like, wow, there's a lot of purple happening. And it just kind of made me, you know, Elias was kind of this embodiment of this big bad or this big, you know, whoever is behind the curtain pulling the strings, right? Kind of in the same way that Agatha was. And I'm not saying that right, Agatha has right. anything to do with the show, but it was just very interesting to me that that was the the color choice that was that was chosen for um for this kind of illusion man behind the curtain thing again. Yeah, I th- I think Elias was a really cool again deep cut apparently for comic books and a big connection to Kang. So it was interesting that they would bring that character in here and, you know, kind of showboat that. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, overall those Lokis were really cool. I liked, you know, just the different versions, like you're saying, the fun they had with all of it, the different costumes were really, really cool. And then I think, you know, obviously between our Loki and Sylvie, their conversation when he, when they're sitting down, you know, talking, that was kind of a deep conversation between them, kind of telling, you know, each other that like, this is all new to them. The, you know, without saying that they kind of have feelings for each other, they were saying it without saying it. So it was a really fun conversation between those two. So again, a lot of great stuff happened, I think, with all, all the Lokis, but yeah, I think. Classic Loki, Richard E. Grant, I think stole this episode for me specifically. And then the kid Loki too was really, really good. Um, he gave, you know, our Loki a sword and, you know, before they took off. So I really hope we see him later on because a lot of people are like, ah, you know, I, videos and people I've watched and are saying that maybe he'll join the Young Avengers. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, they could do a lot of things still with with some of these kind of new, these variant Loki. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so let, let's kind of talk about, obviously, they, Sylvie and Loki and Chant, Elioth, and are able to see what's going on behind them. And it's a, what we see is like a castle in in, in the sky almost and in like the, the world or whatever. So I know we talked about Kang or maybe it's another Loki. I know you said, I know you, we were talking before we, we jumped on that you've had that you, when you were reading about Kang, there were some Easter eggs that you noticed in the show. So let's talk about that. And then I kind of want to hear kind of, do you think that's who's in the castle? Or I know a lot, some people are saying it's Dr. Doom. So I kind of want to hear your thoughts on on that whole, is it Kang because of these Easter eggs that, that you noticed? Or do you think it's, you know, is it Dr. Doom or maybe, like I said, another Loki? Yeah, it, it, I don't know that the Easter eggs would de- definitely say that it's Kang. But the one that I noticed was the Sphinx and the uh, Pyramid that are just out in the world while the Lokis are, are walking, um, walking around. And... That to me, I mean, just kind of was a little nod to one of Kang's personas. Like when he goes back in time, he assumes different personas. And one of the first ones that he is, is called Ramatut. He goes back to Egyptian times and like becomes Pharaoh. And, you know, again, his whole motivation is trying to control all of history. And so he's got all these different versions of himself that are leaders in all of these different 
points in time. So yeah, that seeing that was uh, after, you know, I call it, I, I wrote it down. Like I wrote down some of the things that I was seeing as I was watching the episode. And then when I was researching back uh, about Kang, that's one of that's the one that I was like, Oh, well that would make sense. Like that would make sense that they would, you know, insert that random background detail. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm still kind of leaning. I'm still leaning towards it being Kang. Now the castle, where the heck is that? That's what I want to know. Like, is it in the void or are we going to be going into some quantum realm, super secret hidey hole kind of stuff? Yeah. The castle's interesting because I mean, we assume from conversations that the end of the void is kind of, you can't go to it. And we assume that's whoever's running this whole, you know, shenanigans TVA, that's where they're at. So they're in this castle. And a lot of people are obviously saying, you know, the castle could be a, a nod to Dr. Doom, possibly even Kang. Kang might be living in a castle. So it can mean a lot of things. I think it's going to be really cool. I can't wait to, cause it was visually cool. Like it did seem like it was like you're saying, maybe it seemed like it was in the quantum realm or maybe somewhere in the gal. Like it was, it was, it wasn't like just in a normal spot for sure. You know? No, it almost reminded me of like when we first see Thanos and he's just out on a asteroid. Right. right? Yeah. It just, it was really, it was hard to kind of place, but interesting to me that sylvie and loki were like okay we're just gonna walk there you know <laughs> like okay here we go this is it right, and right fr- i mean from the trailer we do see like there, there's a scene of this big temple looking thing um and loki inside that we haven't seen that shot yet um so i'm wondering if if that's if next week you know they they end up getting inside of castle grayskull and that that's it <laughs> yeah no that would make sense i mean obviously that's where we're heading, it's going to be really interesting to see who is honestly behind it. Cause like I said, I, I, I have said King, I, I still kind of go with that, but you know, hearing other people talk about it being maybe another Loki, I found very interesting. And I found like that would actually kind of make sense for the show. Cause it is called Loki. Him fighting himself would be super interesting. I think, I don't know what you think. No, I, I totally agree with you. Like that would be a, and I think it would be a perfect bookend to this series, right? We uh, did we ever find confirmation? Is there going to be a second season? Is I don't there... think. Yeah, I haven't seen confirmation. There's been rumors, but I don't yeah. think anything's confirmed yet. Okay, I mean, if there's not, it would be a very interesting bookend of this whole series being kind of a journey of loki and realizing himself and accepting himself and dealing with like all of his own internalized demons and the way he why he is the way he is and he has seen now his older self right he's seen that he can be someone who is okay with the idea of self-sacrifice and someone who is you know a little kinder gentler version of of himself and uh, i think I think that's definitely had a big impact on who he is. You know, this seems like it's all happening really quickly, but it just kind of has to with a six episode thing. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how 
the Loki that we'll see in films um, kind of is a different character after having gone through all of these experiences um, in the show. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting how they wrap up this character, this arc, because we have broken Loki down and just like in, in all the other shows, these characters come back up, you know, Wanda gets back up, you know, Sam and Bucky. So it's going to be interesting to see what that means. I mean, what I'll throw this question to you. Do you think Sylvie and Loki both survive? Do one or the other survive? What's your what's your kind of right now obviously talking? What is your immediate kind of reaction to that kind of question? Like is both lived one or the other lives? What do you think? That's a really hard question and I have thought about it, but I'm still not settled on an answer. I don't think like, I don't think Sylvie could come back to the world that Loki knows and be happy. Um, I don't know that she could really be happy anywhere. So I'm kind of leaning towards act of self-sacrifice. Like it might just happen. You know, I, I'm sure you have seen all of the comparisons online between, um, Kylo Ren and Ray and Loki and Sylvie. I mean, we know how that ended. Spoiler alert. If you don't know how that ended, um, they didn't both survive. So (laughs) I think, uh, I think there's, I think that's kind of what we're, that would be the conclusion that I think would make the most sense. Um, Is that the conclusion we're going to get? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they'll, Maybe they'll surprise us with something else. Maybe she decides she wants to stay um, in the void. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, but she's really used to living in apocalypses, right? So maybe that's where uh, that's where she's just going to live out her days. Yeah, I wonder if that happens. Does Loki stay with her? Because he did tell her that, you know, whatever, let's let's do it together. You know, whatever happens at the end. We'll do it together. So it's going to be, yeah, I'm fascinated with this, with this series so far. The finale is going to be insane uh, next Wednesday. So uh, before we kind of wrap things up, what are your final thoughts on this episode and anything that you think might happen next week? Predictions for next week. I think we will get, I think we're going to get our answer. I think if they're going to show Kang, it's, they're going to show Kang. Like if, if that's what they have been leading up to, this is going to be it. Um, I really want Mobius to go in there and break B 15 out and have the little mini insurrection that I talked about Uh, at the beginning. It was, it was interesting that they showed immediately with some fantastic cinematography, by the way, uh, the, uh, the inverted camera angle, like always. Yeah. 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 I love that. It just immediately indicates chaos. Uh, But anyway, seeing all of those TVA agents who were just blissfully unaware of what anything else was happening um, in the building makes me think, you know, that once Mobius gets back, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to start all over again that 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 people are going to be running through halls and uh, trying to trying to cause chaos and trying to bring the system down. So I hope that I hope that we see that. I hope we see that be successful. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know what else to expect, really. Just just see some some Mobius and B fifteen teaming up, and see see potentially who's inside that castle. And then of of course, yeah. I, I feel like if I feel like if Sylvia is not going to make it, it's going to be next episode. So. Yeah, no, good call. I I'm with you. I think B fifteen, Mobius definitely come together, and I think they're going to be the ones that actually bring down the TVA. And then obviously Sylvie and Loki will be the ones to see who is behind it and either destroy them together or, like you said, self sacrifice by one or the other. I think it'd be really cool if Sylvie does live. And we see her in future MCU movies for some, you know, who for whatever reason, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would hate to see Loki die, but it would almost be like it would almost make sense for our Loki to kind of maybe do the self sacrifice too. So I mean, there's just a lot of things that that could happen in this in this finale. It's gonna be really interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see what this sets up moving forward. Cause that's what I'm really looking forward to. Cause I think whatever happens at the end of this series really, I think starts, you know, the process of, you know, Dr. Strange two, Spider-Man three. I think it starts a lot of that, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it all connects to that. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens in this finale. Um, before we go, did you watch the trailer for the What If? I did. What were your thoughts? Oh, I'm so excited. I've been excited for this. Yeah, I've been excited for this series um, since it was announced. It's just such an interesting concept. I mean, especially coming on the heels of Loki. Like, that's so smart for them to do that because we've just seen a lot of different What Ifs of Loki, you know, and and seeing some of these characters coming together who otherwise would never have any business being together uh, is really, really cool. And it's so smart that they did it with animation because they can really do anything that they want. And um, with that, you know, it's kind of cool that the, the future of the MCU, we keep talking about how it's just this big open field of of open playground of you know all the stories that they can tell but uh when you add animation into the mix that is just it just makes it that much more cool of of all the stories that they can tell so yeah i'm really excited the tony stark and killmonger meetup like that blew my mind i'm really ready for that Yeah, that was crazy. And then T'Challa as Star-Lord. Like, there's so much. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff. Peggy Carter as Captain Carter. A lot of cool stuff. I am excited. So it comes out in August, which is cool. So, you know, we have Loki. Loki's finale Wednesday. We have Black Widow uh, opening this this month as well. And then I'll see August. We get... um, all the what ifs, which I think I heard, I haven't confirmed, but I think there's 10 episodes maybe. So that's going to be really, really cool. And then obviously I think September is one of, I think we get another Marvel. So I think the rest of the year we get something Marvel in each month, whether it's a movie or a TV show. So a lot of, a lot of Marvel coming down the pipe kids. I think we're, we're in good shape with Marvel and what we're going to be getting with them. 
for the rest of the year and then even going into next year too. I mean, depending on if Loki becomes a season two, we'll have that to look forward to maybe next year. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, final thoughts, Katie, anything? Nothing for me. I'm I'm kind of sad that it's going to be the end of Loki, uh, the end of the the making sure we stay off social media on Wednesday morning. But <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited to see hopefully some revelations next episode and hopefully a lot of action too, kind of like this most recent one was. Um, a lot of real quick stuff happening, and uh, yeah, I'm I am sad it's going to end, but excited to see where they leave us yeah it's gonna be cool to see the making of this one too i think it's gonna be really really cool to to watch all the behind the scenes stuff so yeah 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 for sure okay well that's it kids that is this episode uh with me and katie talking about loki episode five so katie uh let the good people know where they can find you on social media you can follow me on twitter and twitch at penguin katie that's Katie with a Y. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Knows on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you like this episode and you want to hear more of the Geek Broads, Geek Broads cast, you can follow us on Twitter at Geek Broads Pod. And we are available on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the big platforms. And if you could be so kind as to do a right, uh, rate and review for us, it helps. It helps the algorithms, helps get our name out there more. So please, please, please do that. And until next time, stay geeky, everybody. Bye. 